Well, my friends, unapologetically John, and very excited today for episode seven. And if this is the last episode that I ever do, I want to give all of myself to you because today's episode is actually about death. Yes, the subject of death. Sometimes we say things like that will be the death of me or that person's breath is atrocious. I'd rather not be here right now. But that, my friends, is not dying. There's just something rotting in that person's mouth or they didn't floss or brush their teeth. But shout out to everybody out there. If, if someone has bad breath, I do think it's your obligation to just inform them of saying, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think you should be polite and just say, brother, I just got to be so honest with you. Your breath stinks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know how you say it, but I feel like it's okay. Like if I have bad breath, I'd, I'd want to know. Like I've had, you know, my good friend Tyler, he's told me like a couple times, I think he was lying, but he's like, bro, like your breath stinks. And of course my ego would take control of the situation. But anyways, I'm going on a tangent here, but that's all good. Just brush your teeth, people. And big shout out to my dentist, Les Rikus, uh, who's kept me right for years. Uh, I've been a, a dental nightmare, if I'm being honest. Uh, I basically had braces from the time I came out of the womb. Um, my father's into my mouth for way too much money. Thanks, Dad. I really do love you. And this was before the times of insurance. Talk about being a hardworking, self-starting entrepreneur and not even being given insurance to buy your miserable little firstborn some braces and then some teeth as well. Dad, appreciate you. I'm smiling big for you right now, Tommy boy. Thanks a lot. Anyways, with all that being said, and I, I guess it's good we lighten the load a bit before we talk about the subject of death. Something that scares so many people the other day. And I had such a beautiful conversation with my mother the other day and we, we, were, we were talking about it. And just this idea that, you know, as we age more and more, we start to think about this concept of death. And there's a beautiful book that I read a few years ago called The Five Invitations that was a book that was written and it basically interviewed uh, a lot of people that were in hospice care, kind of waiting to die. And I encourage you to check this book out. But one of the greatest opportunities to really show people love is during times of hospice to invite them when they are ready to let go and to understand that the end of one's life shouldn't have to be this determined struggle to continually hold on, to remind them, like, you've been such a loving light in this world, and I appreciate everything that you've done. And I just want you to know that if you're ready to let go, that you can let go, and everything's going to be taken care of here. So many people hang on because they feel like they're not entitled to let go. Now, I'm talking about people that are entering that last phase. They're almost ready to take that final breath and to go meet death and to go to that uh, next phase of life. And I am going to talk about what I do believe is that next phase. And again, this might be contradictory to your beliefs. And again, look, Everybody's entitled to their beliefs and opinions. And of course, I'm going to share mine. I'm unapologetically, John, and I'm not going to be sorry about it, but I will be sorry if my breath stinks. And again, so when it comes to the concept of death, first and foremost is this idea of acceptance. Like everyone is going to die. That is number one. And if you just sit with that and understand that like everyone is going to die, everything is going to fade, everything is going to pass. 
it should hopefully do two things. One is it should take a little bit of pressure off to this idea of, you know, defying death and avoiding it. Because maybe you're really young right now and you don't think death is coming for you. And that's perfectly fine. But the idea is this, is that it loosens up and takes a bit of pressure off. Number two is I think and I hope it allows you to start to value your time a little bit more. Like, what do you want to spend your time on? Sometimes I'll ask myself, if this was my last day, if this was my last podcast, how would I want to deliver myself? How would I want to live? You know, this Western world construct of constantly saving for a rainy day and getting ready for tomorrow and making sure you're prepared for the future. Like these are constructs. These are illusions. Let's be very clear here. Like we don't know when our card is going to be called. You know, I believe every day 125,000 people in the world go to bed and they do not get up. And not all those people are 94-year-old grandfathers and grandmothers that are taking their last breath. Some could be two or three-year-old children battling leukemia. I remember in high school, we lost a dear friend at 18 years old who, who died before graduation, randomly in a car accident. We've all heard those stories of lives being taken too soon and the devastation that comes with it. And again, without getting too much into, you know, karmas and all these other concepts of death, the less that we fear death, the more that we will live today. I hear stories sometimes of people that are getting into their 80s and 90s and they'll tell their family, well, you know, I'm just I'm just waiting to die. Why are you waiting to die when you should just be living? Live every moment as if it is your last. And when death comes, let it take you. Let it take you graciously. It doesn't mean that you're not going to continue to strive and want to be here on this beautiful planet in this beautiful time. 2023 with all the with all the beauty of this world the friendships the loves the experiences the cuisines just all of it absolutely the human that is you and and the spirit that is you that's getting to live this beautiful life but when we loosen up the rope a little bit more we start to realize that you know this this fear of death Without knowing what's coming on the other side, can it can take us over. And before I get into what's on the other side, I was flying back from Bali a few days ago, and we were in the air from the uh, from Manila in the Philippines to Vancouver. And about four or five hours in, we hit some mighty turbulence, and the plane was shaking a lot. And I realized in that moment how surrendered I had to be to the concept of. I'm 38,000 feet in the air in this man-made aircraft, and I really have no control. The only thing that I really control right now is my own physiology, is myself. So I started taking some deep breaths because I could feel, like I felt my the nerves in my physiology. And, you know, my physiology was kind of telling me, you know, hey, freak out a bit. Like this, this fucker is shaking. And at first that was my instinct. But as I started to breathe and I started to surrender, in that moment, I'm being so honest with you, I just prayed to God and I said, God, you know what? I pray that you keep this plane and everyone on it so safe. We all have amazing, loving families to get home to. And I hope that we can get everybody safe to Vancouver. But I said, God, if this was my time, I just want you to know that I will forever be a work in progress and that I'm in a state of love and acceptance right now and that I fully trust your plan. And after I did that prayer, I kind of sat with my eyes closed and I just felt my physiology adjust a bit. 
I started to feel a little more grounded. And I knew that that was all I could do. There was nothing else I could do. And when you've done everything that you can do, the weight just dissipates because I knew in my heart that was it. And we put so much pressure on ourselves so often to do more, to get more done. But sometimes we've really done all that we can. And what a feeling of liberation that was. Now, of course, and, and God willing, the plane landed safely. It was a beautiful flight. We did hit a little turbulence and that was that. So now the question comes. So, John, do you fear death? And if you do not fear death, then where do you think you're going when you die? So I would still say parts of my ego absolutely still cling to life as it is. And there's still parts of me that fear death. But I would say that that fear has dissipated substantially over the last few years as I've been on this journey. I believe that the concept of beginning and end doesn't apply to the real version of self, which is this energetic light being, this soul. I do believe that John Bloomberg, 35-year-old male in Winnipeg with a social insurance number, is a current iteration of my soul. And it's here to learn lessons and to work on things and to overcome certain karmas that I've come into this world with. So yes, I believe in reincarnation. And yes, I believe the soul is a is a version of God that is infinite. It always has been and always will be. So do I believe that when you die, you remember this life? No. Although some people, um, you know, have, have been documented that have remembered past lives. But I believe that what happens is you return to the source from which you came. The source from which you came is the eternal light. You return to a beautiful, uh, an ever-present light. And you remain in that light until such time you're given the opportunity to reincarnate in another form and return either to earth as a completely different being or to reincarnate as something else. And again, I want to be careful here because a lot of people's beliefs may be different. A lot of people probably haven't even thought about death. They haven't conceptualized it or even tried to sit with it. The reason that I'm doing this now at 35 is because I hope to, I hope to die an old man of 135 years old, wrinkled and torn up like some old bag of bones. Like I, I hope I have another hundred years in me. But if I only have another hundred days, a hundred minutes, a hundred hours, whatever it is, I want to know that when I am at death's doorstep, that what's coming is this beautiful return to this source light. And that just feels a lot lighter than being like, oh, I'm going in a box and I'm getting buried six feet underground. And what if I wake up in the box? Like that used to be one of my biggest fears. Like what if I wake up in the box? Um, guys, the more and more that we can accept the inevitable, they say death and taxes, two things you can't avoid. Death and progressive taxes and increased pro progressive taxes, unfortunately, if you live in the Western world. But hey, we'll make another episode on taxation. No taxation without representation, right? That's what they said in the United States right before they threw all the tea into Boston Harbor. But again, we'll save that for a different uh, different time as well. And shout out quickly to my grade 10 American history teacher, Mr. Carruthers, who planted a beautiful seed of history in me. But one day when I am history, and again, keeping things light, I know I'll return to the light. And hopefully you feel somewhat the same. Honor every day, 
Live each day as if it were last. Take each breath as if it were your last. Because when we have that sort of gratitude for life, remember the universe wants to experience itself through you. God wants to experience himself through you. Life wants to experience itself through you. And when it is done experiencing itself, it's going to return from the source in which it came. You are a vessel that allows life, God, divinity, infinite intelligence, source, whatever you want to call it, to experience itself. How grateful you should be that this iteration, that this body was chosen to do so. I think a one in four trillion chance that when your dad and your mom hooked up on one lustful evening and of the millions of sperm, you that sperm somehow reached right to the front and it fertilized with an egg. And next thing you know, you survived all the trimesters. You came here and you've got to this point. That is a fucking miracle, people. A miracle an absolute miracle you're a miracle you're made up of the same stardust from the big bang also which is wild we'll talk about that another time so if this is my last breath and death comes for me know that when that day comes that i'll be ready and in the meantime i'll keep living and let's remind each other we don't control the future we don't control the past We do control if we choose to live each day as if it was our last. Sending you love and sending you light. Thank you so much. Unapologetically, John, out.